What does it take to thrive in a relationship? What happens when you have two very strong-willed, brilliant people who work and live together in an intimate relationship? While Heidi and I have been doing such an amazing job, we're always, always looking to learn from others who do the same. James Arthur Ray and Bear share their experience as Heidi and I have this amazing conversation about what it takes to power couple. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. So we are just so over the moon to be with the both of you today. And, you know, James, I, I, my first introduction to you was in The Secret, you know, all those years ago. And you were one of my favorite people in The Secret, by the way. Thank you. I thought you did such a tremendous job. And you really have this beautiful way of taking really complex ideas and, and making them super simple and easy for us all to eat, digest. You know, one of my favorite teachers says, John Maxwell, he puts the cookies on a low shelf so we can all eat them, you know. Um, and and oh, you, have a, you have a way of simplifying things. And, and I think that's a real indicator of true brilliance and intelligence is being able to take complex theories and simplify them and make them understandable. So we appreciate you for that. And we also know that one of your main um, beliefs is, you know, law of attraction is wonderful and we can vision that, but action is where the rubber meets the road for you. And you're all about taking action, which, you know, we, we believe in firmly. And then your gorgeous wife, Baird, is so nice to see you. And you are an artist. Is that right? You're an artist. Is that right? I've seen some of your paintings. Are... The lighting's not real good in here, but yeah, she's got paintings all over the place. The last one you posted was amazing. They're so oh, deep. They yeah. They're really deep. There's an intricacy there. There's, they're multidimensional. Um, I'm sure they have so, so many layers of meaning, but there's a, there's a depth there to that. And um, yeah, so I'm sure there's a lot of meaning behind those and, and the complexities there. And so, and isn't that the case? With, with a lot with, with us. There's a lot of complexities with us. And so I think today what we wanted to talk about was- With us meaning women? Is that yes. Or in general? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> yeah. way to put it. We, James, we can just sit this one out if you want. We can, yeah, we can just, uh, let's just go, you know, have a snack. We had a breakout room. <laughs> go cry and make sure we over. Uh, make sure we don't say anything. Uh, no. So- I, you know, yeah, there's a lot of depth and complexity there. And, and James, you had such a journey, you know, from this rise to fame and you were everywhere on Oprah's couch and, and, and every major media outlet. And just, you were like the darling of that personal development world. And then you, 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 you had a tragedy that had happened and everybody can read about that in your new book and, and they should pick it up. And what's the name of that book again for everybody? The, the Business of Redemption. 
the business of redemption and you know the business of redemption like nobody's business. That is for no pun sure. Intended. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so we want to talk today about navigating because you guys live together, work together, you're married together, and we're interested in how other people, successful people in this space navigate this kind of complexity, right? Because it's a challenge. So how did you guys meet? And fall in love. What is the story there of the two of you? How did we meet? I'll let you, you start with I that. used to be part of a uh, network marketing company. Um, I wasn't really into it. It was the first time I've even like, I tried it. I dabbled in it. And it happened to be, they were bringing on a speaker and they said, oh, it's someone from The Secret, but they didn't say who. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go check it out, you know, see who it is. And it turned out to be him. And the message that he was given on stage was um, something I, I've never really experienced before because he was, you know, he just told it like it is. And he's like, yeah, life's hard. Sometimes it just sucks. And, you know, not you're going to be happy all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not oh, happy all the time. <laughs> well, there's such a yeah. culture of toxic positivity. So I, I, I feel like that's, that's so important when somebody can just go, yeah, it sucks. Sorry. Yeah, it's like yeah. you can't just paint a you know happy face on it and pretend like everything's okay. So and I and I I was attracted to that and I liked it. I'm like, what is this all about? And um, and by so, the way, let me just interject. That was my very first presentation that yeah. I made. Get coming back from what we'll call my dysfunctional vacation. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, yeah. Anyway, I, I was. Uh, it was very emotional too. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, well, and I and I had no idea what had happened because he was emotional, and I'm like, why? What's going on? What happened? What's the accident? What's wrong? Yeah. So anyway, afterwards, um, I went home and I looked him up on the internet. Of course, I googled him, and then. Bad yeah, idea. bad idea. <laughs> Very bad. Because I didn't know anything about him. And then when I Googled him, I'm like, this is all wrong. Because if you Google him, it's not so nice, you know, what you read. And I, it didn't uh, jive together because I met him and I saw what he did. And I'm like, it doesn't mix, you know, what I'm reading. We actually talked, too, and yeah, briefly. Briefly. Took a picture together. And so she kind of felt yeah and my it just, energy it didn't yeah it didn't go with what i was reading so you know a couple of weeks i think went by and then i reached out to him to do some work for him because i do graphic design and things like that so i reached out to him and i'm like you know if you need some help with your graphic work some posts you know i could do that and then we met for lunch and that's kind of how the business so you guys obviously live clo- lived close together in the first place. You didn't travel in, or was it sort of? Yeah, he was in L.A. and I was in um, like Mission Viejo, Laguna Beach area. Okay, yeah. So, so it started off as a business kind of thing. Yeah. But when you when you met him, even though you know, did you feel were you feeling like sparks were flying at that time, or were you just interested in him as a human being, as a person? Um. Well, I had just gotten out of a divorce, so <laughs> I wasn't. Those radars were not on. Okay. Yeah. Well, and same for you, James, when you were meeting her, like, was it an instant thing? Like when you guys went to to lunch or, I mean, I guess on some level, you're a little bit probably used to people reaching out to you quite a bit anyway. Uh, so I'm, well, I'm a little guarded. Well, I was. And yet, like I said, this was me just back 
from right. from two years in prison. So you know, I was a lot more. It, it was it was a lot less than it used to be, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when she reached out to me on Facebook, nonetheless, uh, I said, she said, I want to work with you. And I said, what do you do? And, and by the way, just for, as a side note, I don't answer personal messages on Facebook anymore. So uh, I, I just, it, it's not that I don't want to, if you want to contact me, get on my wall because it's just a full-time job and, and I can't do it. But back then things were slow and, and coming slow. And so I said, what do you do? And she said, well, I'm a graphic designer and I think your your social media needs help and it did it, it seriously did and so uh, I met her and long answered your question I, I knew there was something special about her but again I was not in the market to be in a relationship either I was I was just trying to put the pieces of Humpty Dumpty back together I was shattered I mean I I came out in 2013 and I was homeless. I mean, the time she contacted me, I, I was living with my parents because I was homeless and, and I was $20 million in debt, which makes broke look really attractive. Sure. And, and I was just distraught and mentally and emotionally. And so I wasn't in that space either, but I do, I'm very sensitive to energy mm-hmm. and, and I knew there was something special about her because of her enthusiasm and because of her belief in, in the message, I, I was intrigued, really intrigued. So we started off as a, as a business, you know, in a business aspect. Yeah. And, I, and I just have to say to her credit, you know, $20 million in debt, I, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to pay her. So she had another full-time job, she had a full-time job and working in a dental office and she did that for eight hours a day and she would get up at 4 a.m and work from four to six on my stuff and then work all day long until six in the dental office and come home and work from six till 11 on my stuff again with zero pay and i and literally for what three years just about three years about three years so that that's pretty tough to find well, yeah, hey, it's, hello. It's yeah, if you find another one, send him over here. I could use a person like that on my social yeah, media. Yeah, we all could. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm wondering. Yeah, if we find another one, we ain't throwing over to you. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep them. Uh, but here, I'm wondering, you know, I think that, you know, uh, there seems like there's an element here of sure, you know, belief um, in, in James and, and the message that he had had. But once you learned about his story, and you connected the dots and said, this, this, how this story has been spun with this accident, essentially that's what it was, yeah. right? this accident that has happened, um, it, it turned into this, you know, witch hunt, right? Um, you know, and you made that connection. Was there an element of you that wanted to kind of um, restore, restore him and, and and help bring him back to, you know, to his original. Yeah, his was there a piece in you? Was that part of the drive to get up and do that for free? And what was the payoff for you to do that? Well, there there was actually there was a lot, um, a lot of the things that um, that he teaches and the way he teaches it, like what most from what I've heard in the past is like if you're learning about anything, like it could be physics or spirituality or, you know, what makes you get up and go to be an ultimate performer. It's all 
you know, just talk, but you can't, like, you could tell someone, oh, you know, if you could bring something with all of your energy into creation, okay, well, how do I practically do that? You know, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> like, no one tells you how to bring it into practical form and actually make it happen. And he knows how to do that. It's just, it's what he's good at is what his gift is. So a lot of the payback for me was the teachings too, was I was learning from him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I really did want to see him like get back up on his feet. So that even drove me harder because, you know, I, I got to know him and then we, when, yeah, I won't skip forward to the, well, that's, <laughs> to pretty the smart. It, that's really smart because that's like an apprenticeship. You know, yeah. that was your apprenticeship. And that, yeah. that, that's such a great term. And, you know, we've, we've lost the apprenticeship mindset in today's world. Mm -hmm. You know, we're looking for fast fame, instant success, simple success, mm -hmm. the magic bullet. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, if you find it, please let me know because it just, I, I've lived a lot of years and I have yet to find it. And, and that's, it's really, that's a good, it's a good analogy. Yeah. And I, I think it's also important to say, because, you know, God knows how many viewers or who's viewing here today. But I will say, if all I knew about me was what I heard from the media or what I read at the top of Google, I wouldn't like me very much. I really wouldn't. And I also, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you first read that, didn't you have yeah. and your family had, I had some, some of my thoughts. family members come go, are you sure? I don't know. And I'm like, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Of course. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's media. That's what, you know, that's what the media does. Right. Well, yeah. the, the, the cool thing is, is that part of the reason that you're so successful is because you don't buy into, don't believe everything you think, you know, don't believe everything you read, don't believe everything you hear. And with this ability to be a challenger in life and be a questioner of things and really be, um, you know, have the courage to figure it out for yourself. And Think not for so, yourself. Uh, exactly. Yep. Think for yeah. yourself. Yeah, for sure. So how yeah. long have you been for you? That's we definitely could, not a commodity we, right now. We could, <laughs> we could talk for days around the COVID circus, um, which I'm a fan of calling it around thinking for yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and all, all the chaos between Democrat, Republican and all that. And I'm, I know that's not why we're here today, but, but this is a fundamental in relationships too. And, and so over time we built a friendship Yeah. and, and her openness and her curiosity. I mean, she's like the, the snoopiest, most curious. <laughs> no, you are. What are you doing? You're that neighbor. You're that neighbor who's always like, what's going on over there? She is again. Why are they doing that? Yeah, why are they doing that? It's my binocular. She's not that bad. Uh, but but she, she has this voracious appetite to know. And so when we would get together for business meetings, when the business was done being talked about, she'd go, okay. Are we done? I'd be like, yeah. And she'd go, all right. So I got my list here. And she'd bring out this long list. And for me, given what I've been through, you know, there was a time where, where there would be thousands of people in a room hungry to learn. And of course, all that was gone. And so to have someone who was so voracious to want to learn 
and, and it gave me purpose. It gave me an opportunity to, to live my purpose and to share the things that I've experienced and, and learned. And, and then we, you know, because of that, she became even more attractive and we started to become really great friends, still just platonic, uh-huh. just friends and, and business and business together. And was there a time, and maybe it's skipping ahead a little bit, that either of you were dating someone else while friends that could have created um, either some awkwardness or concerns or any, I mean, was that something that was part of the journey? Well, I was, yeah, I was, (laughs) and and I was, I was, um, I was not, I was not in a, in a, in a, good relationship, good person. I was just not in a good relationship at the time. And, and so again, another reason why neither one of us were really looking for that mm-hmm. to happen. And, and yet over time, the friendship was so solid. And when, when we began to realize that there was more there, both of us were kind of cautious about that too, because we we had such a great friendship and such a great partnership in the business and one of the things i had sworn to years earlier from a bad experience was i was never going to work with anyone that i got in a relationship with again well (laughs) you know never say never because i i didn't i didn't want to risk it because i knew that if it went south not only would i lose a really good business partner but i would lose my best friend and i just you know we talked about that yeah we we talked a lot about it well the 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 reality is the struggle is real and and i and i think that what happens is there are a lot of couples that work together that that portray i mean we've seen this recently with rachel and dave hollis i don't know if you know who they are but they're motivational speakers and she's written a number of bestsellers she's like the female tony robbins at this point right she's filling stadiums i mean she's and they were teaching relationship advice. The part of their thing was like this podcast they did together and they're teaching how to have an exceptional relationship and everything looks really good. And then we have this, this uh, lockdown situation and, and, uh, and that's not what happened, but they are like, we're getting a divorce. And, and they had thousands of followers and fans that were like, what? You just did a podcast on how to make out during quarantine. Like, what are you talking about? How do, how do we get well, there? Of course, it here? wasn't with each other. That was- Yeah, it was uh, make out with other yeah, people. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. Exactly. And, and therein lied the problem. No. <laughs> uh, so I think- Well, that, it's not the first time that's happened. And, and you know, we, we do it's work- tough. It is tough. We do work with relationships. <laughs> we have a three-day experience called the Redemptive Relationship Experience. And a lot of the clients were- we're talking with and working with are having a tough time because you know wait a second you mean we can't leave you know we can't travel <laughs> wait, wait i have to be with you all the time now the and, only thing that made this tolerable was that i had to go to work most of the day yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what saved us and yeah. and so a lot of people are confronted with that right now yeah and and it really that's where the rubber meets the road what would you and, say? And, and for me, you know, I'm I'm a really independent person, and I'm a I I need time to think and and to be quiet. And I don't, you know, I was just telling Bear 
this morning and Bear's very independent too. And she needs time, that kind of time. And she paints and all those things. And I was just telling her this morning, we were talking about, I don't remember how it came up, but my time in prison. And I said, it was the, it was the absolute worst thing that could have happened to a guy like me because it was 24 seven, literally nonstop cursing, fighting, noise, TVs, oh, full blast, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, drugs, heroin. It, it was, it was horrendous for a guy like me who likes solitude and quiet and space. Yeah, sure. And bear comes right back and goes, so that means it was the best opportunity for you. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. Nice reframe. Um, yeah. and, you and, and her well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's and she's right though because we yeah. grow the most in the crucible of challenge, yeah. and and that's why I believe right now, and I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this, but I think we're living in potentially the most powerful time in in history because this circus that we're a part of is pushing our buttons and it's ca it's causing us to see who we really are, mm -hmm. and do we really have the ability to rise above? the the reptilian and i was teasing about the reptilian thing but not really you know the limbic system the reactive part mm. of our brain is, is a very low level and so do we have the ability to choose to respond versus just react to external stimulus like today we go to the gym and you have to wear a mask when you're working out well Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not being, you know, I work out hard. I, I'm breathing, I'm breathing my own, my own moisture back in. And, and, and so are we going to react from the limbic system or are we going to go, okay, you know, this is what we're dealing with right now. And so let me rise above it. And, and I think it's a great opportunity for all of us in our relationships as well to say, Hey, how good are we at relating, which is what a relationship is about. What do you think some of the biggest challenges are of working together and living together? You know, if you could, if you could categorize them or, or just give, you know, one or two, whatever, these have been the greatest challenges that we've had. And then some, some advice on how you've gotten past that. Go ahead. Well, you can't call in sick. <laughs> okay? yeah. I don't feel good today. I don't want to work. Uh, you tried it, it didn't work, right? Well, you, you're <laughs> you guys are lucky in the sense where you don't do the same thing, right? There, you're not a speaking, oh, no. writing, right? You're you're really the you're the underbelly of that, right? The support system. Um, well, yes, yes and no. She's coming more and more. I mean, we're doing being asked to do more and more of these couples interviews and okay. and like with our project stay home group, which meets every Thursday. Uh, she's, she's an integral part of that. She's got a lot of that within her, you know, like, like you obviously do Heidi and Doug and, and she's, and she kind, of, she's kind of resistant to it because she, she, you know, has historically been behind the scenes, but, but more and more she's, she's stepping into that and realizing that she's got a lot to offer. And I'm, I'm of course all for that. Mm-hmm. So what do you think some of the challenges are for you guys other than calling in sick and yeah. what's been no, some I'm of the stuff that's really come up? You're not kidding. I know. You are not kidding. 
not able to. Especially, yeah. especially when you live with a guy who gets up at 4 a.m. every day and, you know, it's kind of hard to sleep at late. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Um, I would say some, yeah, I mean, what are some of your challenges? Challenges are. I think a lot of them are the ones we, we did our best days. to address this year kind of with the schedule and all that no? yeah the scheduling or if something is due he'll yeah i mean these are like small ones i think but let's say there's something coming up and it's due and it's on has to go through me and then he gets the final um say of whether it's good or not or whatever and so you're still add. doing like the graphic arts and and that role you were playing you're, that's still your your Focus. Yeah, I take uh, care of like all of the event production on all yeah. the back end website, the commerce side. I take wow. care of all that stuff. Okay. So like when something needs to go up that's brand new or a new program we're going to put together, I have to put it together um, in the background. So it doesn't work without her. Right. It yeah. will come She's out nice. the underbelly, like the carriage, the right. supports. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm, you know, be like, I got an idea. Let's do this. And my head is going, okay, I got to create that. I got to create this and it has to go there. And then I have to do this. Yeah. And like, is it done and why yet? aren't you excited? Yeah. Come on, this and is I a great idea. Oh. <laughs> and why isn't it done yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe like two days later, did you get it done? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's some of the challenges. <laughs> so it's a little bit of that dynamic of like, you know, you're supporting him right? You're, you're in that role. And how do you get out of that? Is there a delineation then between this work role and then wife and husband role? And how do you get in and out of these roles? Do you compartmentalize? How do you navigate that? You guys do hats that you put on when you're it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I think, I think, um, you know, for me, as long as you don't catch me in the morning, I'm good. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's not a career it's a calling and yeah. in that i mean i really mean that and and i'm very clear on what my purpose is and why i'm here and and thank you heidi by the way for saying that i have an ability to take complex things and make them simple because that's a gift and i mean in the literal term it's it for for whatever reason god and life and spirit allowed me to come in with that and I've, I've been able to utilize that. And, and so for me, I can, I can talk about the things that we do 24-7 nonstop. And True. there came a time, and, and at first that was okay. <laughs> at first that was okay. I first problem. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, right? right? At first that was okay, but then, then it started to be really apparent that it wasn't. And there came a time where she was like, this is all we talk about. And it sent up a red flag for me because one of the reasons that I, I had sworn to not to get into a relationship again with someone that I worked with was because it became all about work and there was no passion and love and connectivity. And so here's what we do. And we, we just started this year. We, we yeah. and we teach all of our, our relationship clients this is mm -hmm. to have a very uh, structured kind of life. And it sounds simplistic in some ways, but it's really profound psychologically. Yeah. So we get up in the morning and we schedule our time together just like a business meeting. And it's sacred. So like for instance, I'm in a mastermind group and 
I recently got this text saying, hey, we're moving our time to, to X on Wednesdays. And I said, I can't be there because that's our time. And that's safe. And it, it's, it's sacred. Now, could I have gone to Barry and go, Hey, on Wednesdays, can I just miss? And she'd go, sure, but I'm not going to do that. And that's, that's a commitment we made to each other. Yeah. So we have that time in the morning, like, like first thing in the morning, we have our coffee time where we talk about our dreams. You know, historically traditions have paid very close attention to their dream time because it's 33% of our life. Let's face it. And there's a lot of metaphors and a lot of messages and a lot of processing that comes through in dreams. So we talk about our dreams every single morning. And, and you remember we, your dreams every morning. I'm sorry. You remember them that often that you can chat about them. We do. Wow. And, and I write them down. I, I've, I've done this for years all the way back to some of my training and I've had some, I've been blessed to have some really great mentors mm -hmm. in my life, six major mentors. And one of the things I started doing years and years ago was if I wake up after a dream, I've disciplined myself to get up and make notes about it. I used to do it in a journal. Now I just do it in an Evernote file really quick. So I'll remember it because obviously you forget by the time you wake up again. And I'm really disciplined in doing that. Now, now Bear, <laughs> she, she's a, a full-on... on steroids. She, yeah, on, stero on, on steroids. <laughs> she, she's a full-on dream weaver. Her dreams are like full-scale full movies. Well, your paintings look like and, So that makes sense, you know? Her paintings are like a dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's as complex, Heidi, as, as her paintings, as you were referencing. They yeah. really are. And they're just phenomenal. And some of them are, she's very intuitive and she's been, she has a lot of gifts that are becoming more and more pronounced. Um, but some of them are very prophetic as well. And so, yeah, we talk about that in the morning and I won't go through every single part of our day, but we work out in the morning every day. We don't lift weights every day, but three days a week we, we lift weights on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, we swim or she runs sprints and I watch because I wouldn't run if my house was on fire. Um, but, but, um, I mean, that's, we have that schedule and that morning time is ours. And then we shower and we get dressed for work. Now, now if you've seen videos of us, you know, she's rare today cause she has on a white t-shirt, but, but very often she'll have on a black t-shirt too. And, and people sometimes ask me, why do you always wear black? Well, because I have about 25 of these and I don't want to waste time thinking about what I'm going to wear. I want to save that time so I don't have decision fatigue, which is a big phenomenon that I'm wasting energy on deciding what I'm going to wear. I just want to know, go in the closet and it takes me all of about 30 seconds to decide what I'm going to wear. And we get dressed for work and this is our work attire right now. Yeah. So we have a very full day today. And normally we shut off because we start at 4 a.m. We shut off around two and then we, we run errands and go grocery shopping or, or what? It varies. It varies. Yeah. But like today I have this matrix interview at five, five o'clock and she's going to be a part of that too. But here's what we'll do. As soon as that's done, then we literally go and change clothes and we get into our after work clothes. 
Which is a black shirt. A black shirt. My my black boat neck shirt that has writing on it, and and my sweat shorts instead of my dress shorts. <laughs> yeah. But but literally, we do we methodically do that every single day. Yeah. And now, and psychologically, that flips the switch. And we and our offices are upstairs. You're you're with us in our upstairs right now, mm-hmm. and we don't come upstairs anymore. We're done, yeah. and we don't. You know, we're not a slave to our phone and all of those things. And we haven't always done that because prior to when it was all about work and it was going that direction, we were working seven days a week, sixteen hour days just non-stop. We'd eat dinner, we'd go back to work. And, it, and there's, and, and you know, this, she, this was as hard for her as me because she's got this, this big drive for completion. And one of the things I had to really help her with is, hey, it's never going to be done. All right. There's always going to be I something to do <laughs> and it's never going to be done. So just learn, you know, you do enough and you, you start over tomorrow. And that, that's a tough one for her. But hopefully that helps in relationships for the viewers, you know, for us to make that delineation. Here's work and here's personal. It, it's really made a big difference for us. And we just started that in 2020. So, you know, what's interesting about your dynamic is that it started out as an apprenticeship, really. It's like Yoda was on the hill. Okay. And, the, and, and, the, and the Jedi came to learn, right? And the Jedi's like knocking on the cave and you're like, I will come out for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so you come out and you, you teach the ways and, uh, and that's an amazing thing, but so there's, there's, there's you what cannot be done. <laughs> <laughs> Hear you nothing that I say. There's this intense admiration, respect, Right, which are all the wonderful things that um, that make this can make a relationship thrive, especially with this balance of masculine and feminine within us. Right, this duality within us. Um, and so, but I wonder that can be a hard thing to break sometimes, right? So we're teacher apprentice, and we have that dynamic set up from the beginning. And so I imagine even as working, that you're the underbelly, right? You're the care, you're the support system. You're still in apprentice and kind of expert apprentice model, you know, at, at some points. So I'm wondering, is it hard to have that kind of, you know, Bear has her own genius, her own zones, her own, you know, magnificence. What, have, what has she taught you? Do you think? Um, oh, no. Well, well, well let <laughs> me be a while. Yeah. <laughs> Bear, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think it is an apprentice teacher role anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, and that ended some time ago, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I have learned as much or more from her as she's ever learned from me. Now, I've, I've you know, been on the planet longer, and I've maybe certainly studied a lot more things, and yet, the the highest degree of awareness is intuition the intuitive awareness and she's got that in spades and and she has the main thing she's taught me for the first time in my life is what love really is and i i thought i knew what love was but i really i didn't i really didn't 
What and did she teach you that you didn't know about love? I'm sorry? What did she teach you that you didn't know about love? I, um, lots of things. Like, I believe that true love is, is sacrifice. And I know that's, that's a harsh word to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it's, if you look at the root of the word sacrifice, it's to make sacred. And so what we ha- have to do for anything we love is we have to lay something of a lesser value on the altar of life for something of a greater value. And I had to set aside a lot of my uh, preconceptions, uh, my own insecurities, my own fears and uncertainties, because I I was very relationship averse. Mm. And if you know anyone who knew me previously, they would tell you the minute something got challenging, I was out. I was done. And I was very fond of saying, hey, I'm married to my mission, period. And I was so much a man on a mission that I had no room for man not on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I had, it was totally unconscious and unaware. And I, through Bear's help, I have gone back in my history because, you know, psychology tells us 95% of what we do is driven unconsciously. And I was totally unaware, but I now am aware of when that clicked in way back in my childhood. And it was because of a deep-seated insecurity and a relationship with a father who was overbearing and it was never good enough for him. Yes. And so I became this man on a mission to prove to myself and hopefully to the world that I was worthy. And I had to learn to set that aside and I, I think, I don't know, how, how am I doing? Well, you know, James, what's so interesting about what you said is that, you know, when we, we, a lot of us have that experience that have this, you know, dysfunctional background, right? And then we say, all right, I'm going to prove my value. And then we lose it. So we go, it wasn't there, you know? And then, and then we say, okay, God, what's my value without all that stuff? And here comes Bear alongside of you when you had none of that stuff. And at first, it's like, wow, okay, somebody's going to be with me and love me, and there's no agenda attached to it. You know, there, there was no, like, this is James Ray. This is, you know, back in the, you know, in the glory at the height of everything where you really couldn't trust that anyway, could you? You know, no. so alongside you, you'd be like, well, what's the motive here? What are you trying to get? What are you doing? But here she comes, and she's with you. And I heard, I've heard you guys refer to, you know, relationships as war mm. or that, you know, you stick it out and you do. And so... I think that's a really good testimony to say, you know, we, yes, I believe, I believe everything we do we, is a trade, right? We're, we're all kind of inner bartering in our lives, right? We're giving up one thing for the other thing and everything pays a price, psychological, emotional, financial, you're paying a price for everything ultimately. But you guys, um, you've, what I'm hearing you say is that she's shown you how to stick it in, how to stick in, how to be there, how to, how to not give up, you know, and how to weather the storms or the seasons you know, of, of those relationships. And that's, that's one of the most valuable lessons couples can learn is that relationships aren't a perpetual spring. You know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine all the time, right? There's winters, it's dark, it's empty, it's barren, it's cold sometimes, you know, and how do you weather those storms? Yeah. yeah and, and I think, I think the great, um, sorry, Doug, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, I, no, go ahead. And then I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with the question. I was just going to say the great opportunity there for me is that, you know, again, 
having enough background and understanding how, how the mind works and, and, and psychology and projection and all those things is that all the things that I used to just run from had nothing to do with the, with the person I was running from. Right. It, it had to do with me mm-hmm. and the things I was running from inside of me. And that was a great lesson in prison. I mean, we learned some of our greatest lessons if we're open during our darkest times. And hopefully that's, that's inspiring and for some of the viewers here because we're in some dark times right now. And when I was in prison, I, there was nowhere to run. You know, when I, when I was in pain and angry and miserable and in solitary confinement, right next to death row because I was so dangerous, I guess, who knows, but I, I was literally, you know, in misery and there was nowhere to go. There was no books. There's no pad. There's no pen. There's no radio. There's no TV. There's no conversation, just me, four walls and God. And I learned to set with it and to be with it. And, you know, the relationships are, are great in that too. I, I, I've said for years, I believe that the Zen of the Western world, you know, because it's really oh, easy. You're talking very Taoist right now. You know, it's that Lao Tzu. Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the right action arises by itself? You know, that whole Taoist philosophy of just sitting still, you know, stillness. Yeah. And just you really master that where you were. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and what you realize is that is that everything in this in this third dimensional reality is, is temporary and it'll dissipate. If you if you won't resist it and you don't fight it and try to avoid it, just be with it and it'll dissipate. Uh, Doug, you were you were going to say something. Well, it made me think of a few things. One was, do you find some of your challenges uh, with each other stemming in the personal realm or in the professional realm? Like, where does it come up more if you're having a spirited debate or, uh, you know, sort of uh, battle, as it were, in the uh, in the war reference? And then, um, and then I just had a, a separate question about. You could remind me after, but I'm just curious, like where where does it where does it show up for you guys? Go ahead, babe. I'm going to say it's a mixture of both. Um, Yeah, I mean, it shows up in work and (laughs) it shows up in the personal too. And that's, that's the, I mean, I think that's probably one of the hardest thing. um, One of the hardest thing that you deal with when you work together is because it happens in the work relationship and it happens in the personal relationship. So it's like, you know, twice the... (laughs) <laughs> I, I think, and you, you tell me if this is true or not, okay. right? Yes. I think uh-huh. that I've, I've changed a lot from pure boss mode to more partner mode. And I know I need to do that. And if she's going to, and you know, be honest, if I had, if I still got work to do, I got work to do. And and we all have, I'm, I'm open. I know I got work, a lot of work to do, but I, I feel like I've changed a lot. Well, that's what I meant by the teacher apprentice. It's like a boss employee teacher apprentice kind of a thing. Yeah. Finding a way to balance that out because that's, you know, in some circumstances, I guess it could be very sexy if the boss is, you know, super powerful and you get the boss, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, uh, role play that. That's kind of sexist. I don't know. <laughs> it is sexist. It is sexist. Cause I'll tell you what, what am I a piece of meat? If the, yeah. role, yes. if the roles were reversed okay, and the woman was in the teacher apprentice, right. Or it was her company and he was the yeah. carriage supporting a lot of that dynamic does not work. 
right? Because he, he, in some cases, we have this old paradigm about feeling emasculated or feeling, you know, like we're not, we're just taking orders or doing whatever. And so, yeah, I actually think that is a gender conversation for a later discussion down the road sometime, because that's a whole can of worms. And that's a rabbit hole, right? But, but yeah. no, we as women, um, I think it's a little more acceptable to have, to have that old paradigm of the man as the leader, right? And so, and so we, if we subscribe to that notion, it's not going no, to hurt us. But if we don't subscribe to that notion, okay, and we were like, no, no, it's a you're, you're talking. You're talking to a Capricorn. I know, and you're full of crap. You're talking to a Capricorn who has a Mars and Mercury um, in, in um, yeah, in, in Aquarius. And if you know anything about astrology, this is not a woman who, who, takes, who takes guidance, guidance. Um, That's not true. <laughs> So what will happen? Hey, you're doing it right now. What do you mean? So yeah, so that could create some kind of potential, yeah, challenges, right? She's but, a very, yeah. very strong woman, and that oh, that's part right. of the attraction too. Because if she wasn't, how boring would that be? You know? be yeah. No, I couldn't stomach you it. Couldn't. If you were a, a yes dear, kind <laughs> of be like. Yeah. You know, pretty soon it's like no, grow no. a spine. <laughs> okay. No, I think challenge provides that over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it, I think, comes from the fact that we work together first. So there was that mutual understanding between us, and then when we became friends, then there was like a whole another level of understanding. And then when we entered into a relationship, we actually talked about it all. Like, how is this going to affect you know the business and our friendship? So we kind of do our best to keep it categorized. So when we're in work mode, I'll let, like, like I'm gonna say, I'm, I'll let him have it. <laughs> like, go for it, be the boss, be the boss man. Yeah, Not sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> when I get all this work to do, like, is it done yet? I'm like, you just told me yesterday. <laughs> Like, well, like it took said, me really, I thought of it really quick. It seemed done in my head. You seem yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so brilliant, Bear. And I think this is really the, t the ticket and the secret is that a lot of us want this charged up, right? When I asked you guys, oh, did you have this connection or spark when you first meet? And a lot of times when we have this really intense connection when we meet somebody, it's a trauma response. It's actually not chemistry. It's like, oh, you're going to yeah. trigger me and this is going to be terrible. Let's go, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you guys started off as friends. And we did too. We started off as a friendship. There was not this immediate, well, for him, of course. No, I'm just kidding. But we started off as friends too. And, and what's so beautiful about that is when you become lovers, you then remember how to treat each other as friends. Yes. Where the reverse is true. You know, we forget basic concepts of friendship. We're kind. We assume the best about each other. We're respectful. You know, we have these friendship guidelines of how to be a good we, we listen. We listen. We listen to each other. Right. right. Mm -hmm. But when it starts off just this attraction and you start sleeping together right away and all this crazy, you know, we have no foundation. When we lose attraction, we don't know how to be friends. Yeah. Either. And they're like, oh, I'm not we trying to like you as a human. And I don't even like <laughs> Then I discover when I don't know sleep with you anymore, I don't even like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And that's and that's called that's called unfortunately that's, that's called, called majority of humanity. That's called majority. Yeah, most of relationships. Humanity. And right. and if you look at and based on our experience, and this is gonna seem a little crass 
and the viewer, some of the viewers are going to maybe take offense, but it's, it's, it's my experience yeah. over years and years of experience is that most relationships get together for two reasons, out of proximity and lust. And, and we call that love. Proximity, well, they're, they're in the same town, you know. And, and, we work and together. Run, yeah, we, we, yeah we're, we're, we work out of the same gym and, oh, my God, you know, and then lust. Oh, my, oh, she's yeah. so attractive or he's so handsome or whatever. And that's always going to wear off. I mean, Bear was just, we were just talking about this at breakfast this morning. Yeah. She said, you know, eventually you don't even notice the outside. You just see their mouth moving. You're like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had to check in and go, wait a second. Are you talking about me right now? She goes, no, honey, because your insides are, are, are beautiful too. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank God. Um, but I know, but you know what we're ta- what she's talking about here. And I've had that experience where, you know, there's a beautiful uh, auto sitting in front of you or this this vehicle yeah. but the insides is like no <laughs> and the beauty the beauty starts to to wane and it's always going to do that eventually yeah. it, it always does and all the all the dopamine and pda and all the neurotransmitters of well-being you know within within seven years they research actually shows i mean for six months seven it starts to go age. That's why they call it seven year itch because in seven years, like all of that kind of newness is gone, you know, is, is just all but gone and you're just left with what is. And, and, you know, it's a real lesson in loving what is right. And, and, and having that start as a foundation for everything. And, but we don't, we, we go into relationships wanting to change people or wanting to fix them or, or we marry people's potential instead of the reality of who they are. And, uh, and then we spend a lifetime trying to fix it. Well, and then also as you were, starting to work together as well in the relationship and all of that. I know James, you obviously have had your career. You already have your model. You already have what you do. And obviously you modified over time. Did you ever want to have a, uh, a partner, partner in, in that world? Like not, not working together, but like to share the stage, to share the, <clears throat> to share the, the experience. That's such a good question. I'm really no, it's a really good question. Yeah, good and question. I so did not. No. In fact, one of my, I remember years ago, I was in a shamanic workshop and one of my major teachers said to me, you know, why don't you find a partner? And I was always flying solo. I mean, I did everything solo. I went to to the Amazon and I went to Egypt and I, I mean, I was all over the place doing all this stuff. My mom used to say to me, don't you want someone to go with you? And I'm like, no, no, I really don't because I was, I was really good alone. And now I say to her all the time, I'm going to take, I want to take you to the Amazon. I want to take you to Egypt. It's, it's totally different now. But my teacher said to me, um, why don't you find a partner and the two of you can work together? And I, and I straight up, no pause, just instantaneous. I don't want to work with someone. I want to do it myself. And now it's so much richer because bear has a bear has an incredible life story. And, you know, as much as mine has been, has been this hellacious roller coaster ride. So has hers. And that's what brings us together. I mean, her, her and her family escaped from a war-torn Iran in the dead of night across a barren desert at the risk of being killed um, to get away from, from the oppression and war. And, and that was the beginning of her life. And so, you know, those kinds of things 
are what make us. It's yeah. not our victories that make us. It's our challenges and our failures, if you will, that make us. And it's what bonds us and molds us and makes us stronger. And so she brings so much of that to the table. And sometimes, you know, when we're working in groups, whether it's in our relationship experience or with our Thursday night project, say home, there's things that come out of her. And I'm like, dang, that was good, you know? And that's why I keep encouraging her to, to really own that. And, and it's still, you know, she's still a, a little, yeah. you don't want to see the behind the screens before we get on camera. It's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do a video. No, no, no. Come on, honey. Uh, camera's rolling. Oh, <laughs> no, that's what the edit, that's, that's what the retake is for because sometimes it gets caught, you know, <laughs> and we're live. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys are such a beautiful couple. And um, you know, the fact that you're the way that you started and I, I, Bear, I really love, you know, your belief in James and being able to see past and see through, see through really the, the stuff that just wasn't true, the stuff that really wasn't there and, and being really to think for yourself and, and, and for you, James, just to be open to that experience, you know, coming from that place of deciding a long time ago, Hey, I'm not available for that. But then saying, you know, yeah, I, I'm open to the possibility and, and, and opening yourself up and look, look what's happening now. You know, the two of you are coming together, being able to do this work together in whatever capacity, whether you're on camera or off camera, we cannot underestimate the value of a beautiful support system, right? I mean, that, that structure, it's like the root system. We don't see that complexity underneath that makes all the things grow and flourish, but the root system is the most important part of anything. Yeah, and, and I, Being able to I, read I, that is a beautiful thing. I totally agree with you. And one of the things that, that we talk about with our clients is that compatibility is good. And what's more important is unity on essentials. And, and that's something that we work really hard to define and to clarify. I mean, let's face it, most relationships come together out of proximity and lust or whatever you want to call it. And, we make all these assumptions that that here's this woman who grow up, grew up in this environment way over here. And here's this guy who grew up in this environment way over here. And they're just the same. And we come together and we're supposed to get along, but we don't really understand each other beyond the surface. And so we sit down at regular intervals and do relationship check-ins. Not that we don't talk, I mean, we, we do everything together pretty much. And so it's not like we wait till once a quarter, but we schedule it once a quarter to sit down and go, okay, here's our values. Here's our vision mm -hmm. together. Our vision, here's our purpose together. Here's the purpose for our relationship. How are we doing? And let's grade ourselves. And it's, it's a, we just had our second quarter and it's yeah. really, it's enlightening because you know, many times she goes, hey, I think you can do a little bit better here. And sometimes I'm totally unaware. And I'm like, wow, really? Talk, talk to me about that. Tell me more. And, and vice versa. And I, I think that's something that I know, I don't believe it, I know is going to bond us and any relationship for the long haul. Well, right. And by putting yourself... 
putting yourself in purposeful vulnerability. What's well, humility? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's willful, intentional um, humility yeah. to be able to say, uh, and, and you know, yeah, vulnerability to go, what am I, what could I do more of? You know, what, what am I not doing okay in and what, where could I be better? I mean, that's, I think we're just so afraid, you know, to, to get that feedback sometimes that we don't ask it. We want to put the filter, put the bandaid on a flesh wound, you know, we want to put the filter on, we want to make it all prettier than it is. But, but the growth happens in the truth. The truth is such a free, but we got to know what the truth is. So that we yeah, you know what Gloria Steinem said, right? <laughs> The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Exactly. I just something else today. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. It's so true. That's right. right. We got to be willing, willing to do that, willing to see it. So you were before the COVID craziness, were you already working as much together or did this also have a gift in now creating more opportunities to do more things together? Um, actually not much has changed for us besides the fact that we can't have a date night and go to the restaurant <laughs> without, without wearing a mask, yeah, you know, without wearing a mask. you know, it's, it's fortunate that, that COVID, the COVID virus is so intelligent that it, it won't attack you when you're eating. You can take your mask off, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Wait, wait, they're drinking. Don't don't mess with it. Uh, It also knows that when you're sitting there, it's okay. But if you get up and move, it's it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, he goes after you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But I I would would have to say it has changed. I I think, well, I mean, we work together from home. And when I do, when I did, uh, live speaking engagements, which oh, aren't yeah. happening too much anymore, you know, except on Zoom. I'm doing a couple of, of events on Zoom next month. Um, but she would go with me because she runs all the AV. And and when we do a presentation together, it's like, it's a production. I mean, there's there's video and there's music and there's exercises, and interactive, and et cetera. And very experiential. And so we've always done that. But the one thing that has changed, I believe, since COVID circus is that bear has come more to the forefront. Mm. And, you know, just the fact that we're here today, more and more people are seeing our videos together. And I I mean, let's face it, I'm much more likable with her than by myself. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty obvious why. And and of course I'm partial and yet um, more and more people are requesting those things. And so- I don't think it makes you more likable by the way. I I don't think it's your likability. I think it is your vulnerability. Yeah. So when you're teaching James, you're you're in, you're in the zone, man. You are the Jedi on the Sermon on the Mount. You are going. You can't touch you. You are in there, but you know people are really curious about what's behind the curtain, and so you you make the Oz visible when you're with Bear, right? So now we can see into your more intimate into your intimate life. We can see behind the curtain. We can kind of see, and people are curious about that, right? How how do you interact and um, yeah. And I imagine some of your reluctance to work with somebody was part of that. Like, hey, man, I've got, I know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't need anybody coming alongside of me and kind of slow me down. <laughs> you know? what, what if you I'm toss me the off. ball, but you don't toss it right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, right, right. Would you be quiet, be quiet, please, so I can finish saying what I know needs to be said. Um, but, but, you know, I, I tend to be very intense and, 
And no. I, and, <laughs> <Stop>. You? <laughs> you know, one of the things my family, who loves her, by the way, says continuously is we love Versaba so much because we've never, this is my mom talking, we've never seen you laugh as much as you do with her. And, and they're right, because for me, I've always been this man on a mission and I'm so intense. And even when I'm teaching, I can be really intense. And, and so, you know, she's lightened me up a lot. Okay, so and, that's exactly it. Like, you, I, you, are my, you and I are a lot alike, James, with our teaching and our philosophies. And, and one of the things is, it's like, I'm always giving people that, that pill, you know what I mean? The truth. And it's like, even dogs need freaking peanut butter on the pill sometimes, right? Like you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't like just cram it. It's like, here's the truth, damn it, eat it. You know? and, and, and Doug helps with yeah. the peanut butter too, right? He helps like, hey, he's so fun and engaging and, and he has, you know, and you have a lot of those qualities and you have that truth too, but he knows how, he's an entertainer. So he also has that background of how to, you well, know, study a lot of NLP, up, so I nest fun. my loops yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's just get to it. Just cut the shit here. You know, here's the thing. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Just, just do it, damn it. Let's Come on. Are you going like, to listen or not? Let's, let's put a little velvet on that hammer. Come on. Right, Doug says, put some velvet on your hammer. Yeah, I, I like the scapel. You know, That's you go into good. a surgical room, there's a scapel and a sponge, and both are needed. Well, you can figure out which is which in this. Yeah. You know, there's like, like you clean somebody, up the blood with the scalpel. Like, yeah, the scalpel's like whack, 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 whack. And the sponge is like, it'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we call it that. Yeah, my, I had a uh, psychologist as my supervisor for a while, and he said, you know, you gotta, you're learning the slap and soothe. You gotta get a little better to soothe. You got to slap down. <laughs> you need to soothe. <laughs> well, and a lot of stuff when we would work together, that would, that's sometimes the way it would be. She would be in there slapping and then I would be coming around soothing by doing the reframes, doing the, you know, like put a new perspective. Pick it up. Here's yeah. a tissue. <laughs> well, it's not quite like that, but I'd come in with a, a nice story with a nested loop in there. So they go, Oh, ah, okay. All right. And then come back. You're right. <laughs> That's so great. You guys are so wonderful for taking time to be with us today. And so tell, tell us how we can find out more about this relationship course. Is this ongoing now? And, and what are, what are, what do you guys have to offer right now for people that are watching? It's, um, it's back on now because the, it's an interesting journey. We did our very first one and we saw this big need. I mean, let's face it, most relationships end in divorce. It's just a fact. And so we saw this big need, particularly in today's world where everyone romanticizes working together and then they realize ah it's not so romantic in all cases and so um in january we did our beta and we had one couple and we decided we were going to do five couples at a time and we had one couple for three days and when we got done we were spent i mean we were just exhausted and so on the third day, we said we said to the couple, hey, you know, we were planning on doing this with five and they knew it was a beta. And and let me let us ask you, if if there had been four other couples here, would you have been as forthcoming and as open as you were this time? They're like, no. You know, and by the way, I don't want to sit here and listen to everybody else's <laughs> stuff, yeah. you know. And, and so we realized that we needed to do it with one couple at a time. And we take it by by application only it's called the redemptive relationship experience and and 
if anyone's interested, they can go to jamesray.com. And it's back on now because we can now do it because it's only four people. It's, it's me and Bear and a couple. So the hotel that we utilize here in Henderson can take up to 10 people with the whole COVID circus. So we're good. So, so it's live I, in person? It's a live in person type of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's live in person. Okay. okay. And it's, it's a three-day deep dive immersion, and it's work. Yeah. It's work. I mean, it's roll up your sleeves. Let's get really clear on on who you are individually and how that comes together. And more importantly, how we're together going to move forward and agree on what we're going to create together. It's a lot of work. And so that's called the redemptive relationship experience. And that's one of the things we have going on right now. And that's on jamesrear.com. The other thing we have coming up is is our the redemption experience not relationship just the redemption experience is a two-day online zoom that we have coming up august 15th and 16th where it's two full days of really diving into those those unresolved emotional issues those reptilian reactions if you will that so many of us are confronted with now where they came from how to bring them up into consciousness so that you can heal them, release them, and literally free yourself to move forward. Because let's face it, guys, you know, I hope we're wrong, but but I don't think we are. Bear and I firmly believe that things are going to get tougher than they are now. They're going to get worse than they are now. And if we don't have the mental toughness and the emotional strength to see it through, we're going we're gonna to melt down and we're going to fold. And so the internal game always drives the external and the redemption experience is all about how do I get my head on and get ready? Because I predict, we predict it's not going to let up for sure until 2021 because we've got an election coming up and it's just going to continue to get, get crazier. And, and so that's called the redemption experience coming up August 15, 16 on zoom and that's on jamesray.com too under upcoming events. And then the final thing that we're really doing, of course, we both do coaching, but the other thing that we do that's that we started just since COVID crazy came out is something called project stay home, which I've alluded to a couple of times. And this is, is a ongoing live coaching with both me and bear every single Thursday at 5 PM Pacific standard via zoom and we had that program prior to the COVID circus, but when it happened, Bear and I sat down together and we said, how can we give people something that supports them during this crazy time and really gives them what they need? And we said, let's take what was called the Ultimate Performance Forum, and that was a program we had where you could get coaching with me once a month live, and you could just dialogue and ask me anything about anything from from spirituality to business and everything in between and we record all those and we put them into an online library which has over 200 hours of of already coaching sessions there but it's live coaching that was happening and we said let's take that and let's make it better and so that was once a month for 97 dollars a month barry said let's let's do better than that because a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of binging on Netflix and, and, yeah. And so, 
let's make it the same as HBO and Netflix. And I'm like, what? And she, and she's like, yeah, seriously. So literally what we did is we took it from one time a month to four times a month, four live sessions, every single Thursday, every single month, we record them all. You have access to all the recordings and it's only $13 and 97 cents a month. And you get a live hour, hour and a half coaching session with both of us. Okay, that's and, just stupid cheap. Okay, yeah, so, like, so first of all, if you're yeah, listening, stupid cheap, it is. Do that, there's something wrong with you, okay? <laughs> Let's, yeah, go, go do this. I think we'll do it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see you Thursday night, guys. I mean, that, that I, is so, We'd love to have you guys. You could bring, some, you could bring some value to the group. And the group, the group is Everybody off the hook. Let me tell you, the, the group, the is, group off, is cool. It's off yeah. the hook. And we're doing things like watching The Matrix together. And we yeah. watched, we, we just got done doing a whole deep dive into the movie Inception and Lucid Dreaming. And, and we're drawing, Bear, Bear has brought her artistic ability and we're having people do mandalas instead of, instead of notes about what they're learning yeah. to do mandalas. And we have this online group that everyone's posting in. And it's, it's a heck okay. of a lot of fun. It's, it really has brought a breath of fresh air yeah. for us as much as for the participants. And it's a great networking group and it's growing. We have people from Europe and we have some people that get up at 2 a.m. in the morning to be on the live session, yeah. even though they yeah. could watch the recording. So anyway, that, that's the three main things. Knowledge, right? There's so much to learn. Mm -hmm. if, if, if somebody doesn't do this group, like I said, there's, they just didn't hear it right. Okay, they can watch <laughs> it on repeat, go back, rewind, listen to what we said again. Yes, it's, it is that stupid cheap. Go do it. How do they sign up for that right now? Um, Where do they go? Go ahead, Bear. JamesJ.com store, and it'll be the first item. Yeah, Project Stay Home, and you get immediate access to the library and the to group. the online group, which is members only. Yeah. And I mean, it, we have never had a group this fired up. And, and maybe it's the times, maybe it's the individuals, maybe it's all of, all of that. Yeah. But like, when a new member comes in, Bear goes, I want to introduce our new member, so-and-so. And, you know, 65 plus people will go, hey, welcome. Well, I mean, everyone's like super active in the group, yeah, which cool. we've really never seen that before. And it's, it's really, it's a lot of fun and it's been powerful. People have made some major breakthroughs. Well, That's and it's great. so refreshing that that there are people who are still willing to like be on the path because there's plenty of opportunity. The circus, which people don't th like, they think it's for your own good, your your own health. Watch the news and get glued yeah. to that, and then next thing you know, their you know their brain is rotting. So <laughs> it, it's really encouraging to hear that people are still willing to find alternative ways to get some some guidance because uh, that, I mean, that's why we, what's obviously why we do what we do. And obviously we ask you guys to come on because there are people who are hungry and the more we can put that opportunity out there, the more they heal. Ooh, I want to learn more about that. Oh, okay, cool. I can, there, there are other ways to find peace, to find a, a breakthrough, to connect, right. And meet other like-minded people, which is in a world that right now we're forced to stay home. We might as well connect with another person who's like-minded than connect with our pain watching the news or, and then, then connect with our pain more deeply on social media, go see that's effed up. Yeah. Connect, yeah. And grow. connect and grow. 
That's yeah, right. well, Heidi, you know, it's it's fun is, and I almost mentioned this earlier, but you, I believe it was you who mentioned the Tao and Taoism earlier. Maybe it was Doug. No, no Heidi. But, but nonetheless, one of the things we've been doing as a group, we, had, we gave them a 66-day challenge because University of uh, University College of London said it takes 66 days to develop a new habit. We said it was 21, but now we know it's 66. And we gave them this challenge, breakthrough challenge for the whole group to do. And one of the things we've been doing together is reading the Tao, one passage in the Tao, which if you've ever looked at the Tao, it's one page. Uh, every morning as a morning beginning or meditation, and then have discussions about what Lao Tzu is really saying to us all these hundreds of years before Christ. And, and, and so we're doing a lot of really innovative, creative, and, and fun things there. And it's, to your point, Doug, it's the most important time. And I know that seems in our business, all four of us, it seems self-serving, but it's just, it's freaking logical that if you don't get your head on right and your heart right, you're not going to make it through this because we're getting sucker punched right and left with all this earth shattering, you know, hey, we believe we had all these liberties and all these rights and little by little they're being taken away. And what are we going to do about it? And we, we either spin out or we, we stand up and we start to, to step into who we really are. Amen. And that's, that's what we're wanting to help people do. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what they need. We, we all need it to some extent, but just witnessing the cognitive, the, 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 um, the, the emotional and spiritual dissonance that is happening. And people are looking for a place to double down on to get their certainty back. And sadly, they're doubling down on bullshit. Like yeah, they're doubling down. A lot of people <laughs> are doubling down on something that's going to keep them stuck. Um, and you know, it's, it's really, I know that's opening a, another can of worms. We could, you know, that's why we'd love to just, too bad you're not local, we'll be having dinner, we'll be out all night chatting about, well, we're going to uh, see that. him on Thursday nights in yeah. that group. Okay. Because, hey, hey. one of the questions I did want to well, ask you, <laughs> yeah, uh, is the, um, we talked about some books is totally a tangent, but it was just a question I wanted to ask you. Cause we talked about, um, uh, I forget the book, oh, Gnosticism and so forth. Did you read the life and teachings of the masters of the far East? Yes, I, okay. I have I have that collection out in, yeah. in my library. My my I should say our library now is Mine. is yeah. my, my library. Uh, and I tell you, I tell you how much okay. I've changed because anyone who if anyone's watching who knew me previously, if they happen to come over to my house and said, Hey, can I borrow this book? No. You know, put it back. You know, because that's like my resource and my my research, and I make all kinds of notes and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yes, I have read that, and 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 the Tao it holds a very spe special place in my heart. I read that every single day uh, to start my day when I was in prison, and it, and Lao Tzu really touched me deeply, and I've read it numerous times, and 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 now. You know, we, we've talked about that Bear needs to write a book called The Tao According to Bear, because here, here's Bear's interpretation. Yeah, so I, I so we read the Tao, and I say, okay, honey, what'd you get? And she says, well, you know, if you just stop blah, blah, blah so much and just settle down, your life wouldn't be so jacked up. 
<laughs> yeah, really? You got it. Really? <laughs> hey, you know the Dow of Pooh, Benj- Benjamin Hopps, the Dow of Pooh, right? Yeah. So, the Dow Bear. Yeah. The but, Dow Bear is going to be a, a okay. it's going to be a bestseller. Uh, yeah. The first time I heard, I, I read the Dow, it was like coming home. It was like the first time that I read anything that went, this is how I, this is, this is, re- this is resonating. This is echoing my thoughts. This is what I've known to be true all along. And finally I found something echoing that back to me. It was such a sacred, profound moment for me. It really changed my life. So yeah, that's awesome guys. Love it. Well, we'll see you Thursday night. We're going to put the link in here to join. Mm -hmm. Okay. The group and um, you you can wrap it up. Well, yeah, I mean, we of course more than appreciate your, your time. And, and uh, I believe for, for the most part, our uh, mission has been accomplished in, in sharing what it takes to uh, succeed, to thrive, both working and uh, living together, because I think more and more we're going to see that. I think that oh, just yeah. there's going to be as well, it's happening by proxy, but also I think that even when it comes to raising families or, you know, like getting on the same page, having, like you shared earlier, James, and, and that would have been a huge rabbit hole we could have gone down about how people are relating to the experiences they're being pushed in front of with COVID craziness and the decisions they have to make. But really it's based on how they're processing it all inside and then the mirror that they have access to. Um, so we, we truly appreciate your, your sharing and uh, it's been our privilege and pleasure. Any final words that you guys like to, to share before we uh, let you guys go and prepare for your next rocking conversation? Go ahead, well, I want to say thank you. We appreciate you guys having us on. We we're, do. we're honored to be here and answering your questions and hopefully what, we were helpful. What's your last thought for the viewers? That my Come on, thought man. for the viewers, be kind to one another. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, my last thought would just be, remember who you are, you know, um, mm-hmm. an idea is like a virus and it spreads very quickly and it can, it can either create you or destroy you. And one of the big problems that we're confronted with right now is believing that this third dimensional reality is what's really real. And there's so much more to you than that. You're not a physical body. And part of the big fear virus that's going around is, oh, I might get a virus and die. Well, you're so much more than this physical body. And I'll stop there and I'll just leave that as a seed. Mm. And maybe that's an idea that'll fester to create you uh, because it certainly won't destroy you when you begin to realize who you really, truly are. Yeah, amen. Underneath it all, we are, yeah, we are sure. all Neo. We are all the one. Yes, true. Yeah, together we. Uh, I am because we are. Yes. Yeah, love it. Well, thank awesome guys. guys. Thank you so thank much. You. We we thank love you for who you are and who you aren't, and we look forward to more rocking with you. And we'll we'll see you on Thursday. Yes. Okay, guys. Thank Thanks all so right. much. God, God bless. Guys. Lots of love. You too. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting 
meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.